Welcome to Teal of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. I'm Dee. And I'm Alicia. And welcome back to another episode of Tea Over Interior. I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Oh, Lord. Mr. Roger. <laughs> no, I, think, I thought he said it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Mine is a wonderful day in the neighborhood. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> Not mad at you. So, Alicia, girl, what you sipping on? I have good old-fashioned. <laughs> the hazelnut, it's not old-fashioned. It's that hazelnut that I love so much. <laughs> I love that. I love this hazelnut. It's so good. It has a creamy, nutty flavor. So I like it. I drink it when I feel like I want something desserty. feels like a dessert. Cool. What I'm sipping on is I have beauty rest. And so I drink this tea at night when I want to have a nice, long, relaxing sleep. Alicia over here eating chocolate with her tea. Alicia, you can't have <laughs> snacks on the podcast. Sorry, but my friends gave me this. Yum. Mm. Mm. Very nice. Oh, Very nice yum. friends. I got good friends. I got the well, best. You do. You got really good friends. <laughs> Don't mind us, guys. So anyway, today we're going to be talking about the benefit of accessorizing and decorating with pre-loved items. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, it's time for D's Randomness. Okay, Alicia. Stop for us. Mm -hmm. Talk to me. The phrase, hands down. Do you know where that comes from? I do not. Okay. Hands down comes from horse racing. It refers to a jockey who's so far ahead that he can afford to drop his hands and loosen the reins because usually they keep the reins tight to encourage a horse to run and still they can win easily. Mm. If they're so far ahead, you know, they can drop the reins. So that's mm-hmm. what the hands down is for because they don't have to push the horse as much because they think they can still win the race. Interesting. So that's why people say, I can win this hands down because I guess they're trying to say, I don't need to p- keep my foot on the gas anymore. I got this. I love it. So, yeah, that's my randomness of the day. So I can use that one with confidence now. Yes, there's no that- meaning behind it. And you can use it correctly. And I shall. Mm-hmm. You know me. I like to have knowledge. <laughs> you know me. I like to know random stuff. <laughs> true, true. True, true. So let's move on to today's topic. Alicia. hmm I was watching a video and it was about antiquing. Mm-hmm. Do you go antiquing often? Not anymore. So I've never really gone, like, antiquing. I have gone to a few thrift stores by my house for a specific intention. So 
for my birthday party that I had a few years back when I had the tea party, I wanted another teapot because I had a teapot and I was like, I think I want to put two teapots on the table because I was going to have this long table for the eight guests. And I wanted to make sure that every section had tea they can grab from. So I said, let me get another teapot. Went to the store. Teapots went up. They were like $25. They're not cheap. And I was like, ooh, this is expensive. And then it dawned on me. I was like, I have some really good thrift shops near my house. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me go check them out. What if I could find a thrift? What if I could find a thrift teapot? Mm-hmm. Walked into the first thrift store, found the most beautiful Royal Dalton or Bone China teapot. And it was like, I think I got them to give it to me for like $10 or something. Mm-hmm. It was such a steal. I like pre-loved. I like that term. Yes, I like pre-loved too because, you know, somebody did love the item when they bought it. It's just either it ended up at the thrift shop because, one, maybe the house is being cleaned out due to somebody, you know, transitioning. Or, you know, someone decluttering. And they were like, I have 30,000 teapots. You know what? I love them all, but I only really I need them for two. So let someone else enjoy it. And they yeah. dropped it off at the thrift shop and I went and bought it. <laughs> let me tell you something. When my family had the fire in the house, my parents had some things that they were a couple of years ago. My mother especially was feeling like she wanted certain items back. And my thought was to visit as many thrift stores. I have a couple of friends who are thrifters and they're always going to the thrifts. And so I said, everybody, these are the things I want you to be on the lookout for. And one of them was the blue and white cornflower corningware set that ladies back in the 60s used to use for baking and cooking. And my mom used to make baked macaroni and cheese in hers and it had a clear glass lid. And I really wanted to find this for her because she just felt like every holiday, she wasn't getting it right. Like all of her, she does a sweet potato souffle with the marshmallows on top. And anyway, we got her all of the replaced pieces that she had. We even bought the percolator, which was the coffee pot with that cornflower, the blue cornflower. When I was looking for them, girl, they wanted a lot of money for those things. But that was like on eBay and different online sources. So we found them at the thrifts and she's just as happy making her stuff in there now. So I really, really rely on the thrifts for things like that. I have found items, mostly housewares. What is it that I was on a mission to find one? Oh, and I'm still on a mission. Decanters for my bar. Because I didn't want to have like all of the, this is my new fascination. I don't want all the bottles where you could see if it's Bacardi or if you could see, you know, what brand bottle it is. I know that's like a thing nowadays and people want you to see what they have. But I just want like generic tequila, you know, dark tequila, white tequila, silver tequila. I want to have just rum, spiced rum, white rum. So I'm on a mission to find decanters. Really pretty. And the older ones are gorgeous. They're just wonderful, whether they're crystal or just glass. 
So that's my new fascination. And the best place for those, although you can get them at Marshalls and TJ Maxx, really cool ones. But the older ones are just like, they're just cool, you know? I guess people do use decanters for like scotch and stuff like that, right? I you also one would one. use them for tequila? Because I, oh, have- I have, mine has, I have late, so I bought these little tags. They're silver tags that hang on the bottle, on the decanter. I have tequila, scotch, bourbon, rum. Oh, and vodka. I actually just took one of my mother's from way back in the day and filled it with vodka tonight. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah, I was taught that decanters help to open. Yeah, aerate the. Mm -hmm. You could even do them for wine. Yeah, that's what I was mostly taught for wine. Yeah, but I don't like doing that for wine because it's first of all, it shouldn't be in. Wine, usually you drink fairly quickly. And I don't even know why you would bother putting it in a decanter. Yeah, it's it's to mimic the effects of swirling wine in a glass. Mm-hmm. So you can simulate the oxidation process, which triggers the release of more aromatic compounds. Okay, really? Are you reading that? Come on now. <laughs> you want so my hate? Girl, you know I used to work at Fortune Off. I've been <laughs> brainwashed with all that stuff. Okay. They had to teach us all of it. So anyway, that's that's what I remember. What would you like to find? I want to find... Okay, so I have to get rid of plastic. I'm not supposed to be heating my food up in plastic, eating out of plastic. Mm. So a lot of my... I only have like three glass dishes to Mm. put leftovers in or lunch. And everything else is plastic. And I hate it. I have to avoid using those... Because I can't use plastic only because, you know, my history of had fibroids and stuff like that. And it's not good for your body using plastic. So I want to use glass. Mm-hmm. I even sometimes have to resort to putting things in mason jars to put in the refrigerator. Depending I on what I've got about three of them in there right now because I make my own pepper sauce mm-hmm. with scotch bonnets and jalapenos. And I make my own. Oh, my goodness. I'm drawing a blank. Jam. Oh, pesto. Yeah, I do make my own jam. My own pesto, and I make my own frito. Mm-hmm. See, I have to use the mason jars because I have to put, like, my oatmeal in there for the next morning. I put my, I'll put soup away in the mason jar because, you know, I only have, like I said, three glass dishes. And, you know, I have to reserve those for other foods, though. I need more glassware to put things away. And I'm also looking for some Pyrex dishes because okay. I like to I like to bake in glass also. I have a Pyrex glass or maybe it might be Anchor Hockey. I'll take either one because I like okay. either brand because I like to be able to bake. You could, you, I'll be on a mission. We have a lot of them around here. Thrift stores yeah. and stuff. So I'll be on a mission for houseware. I just have one that's really great for housewares. The other one, he collects a lot of furniture. Mm-hmm. He, the other thrift store that I've been to in my neighborhood. And I'm really snobby because I go to like the ones that are really nice, like mm-hmm. neat and organized. That's I think they should be neat and organized. I think that helps. Yeah, when it's messy and stuff is everywhere and there's no categories, it makes yeah. it really hard to shop. And then it it's always fun, you know? I like to find furniture. I have found, so both of my nightstands are from the thrifts. One is, they're both mahogany. 
one has inlay in it. But I'm going to do a little something with mine. I know I probably should take it and have them stripped and done properly. But I'm going to do something sacrilegious. I'm going to do a paint treatment on them. I love to buy wonderful old pieces of furniture with a more like contemporary or transitional piece of furniture. It's so cool. Yeah, because they don't make furniture the way they used to. Now they use a lot of heavy veneers and chipboard and stuff. And yeah. Be lucky if you could find some poplar wood or birch wood or, you know, even beet. So I know. And this stuff is like, it's the, it's the truth. I mean, it's like really nice. It's And that stuff lasts how many centuries? Well, not exactly. Centuries, but exactly. Yeah, well, actually, there's some stuff from centuries. What, what I think is very helpful is let's give some tips on what to do with some of this secondhand furniture because I know some people they don't want to buy a bunch of secondhand furniture because they don't know how to put it together and they don't want their house to look a mess so how can we avoid having it look like unintentionally eclectic in a non-cool way how do they make these things look snazzy in their house oh my gosh I just said snazzy listen y'all how old are you not old enough to be saying snazzy Okay. All right. How do we shop with intention for our pre-loved items? Good question, Dee. I do not have a problem with that because... You're a designer. Exactly. <laughs> so that's a really good... So how do I do that? How do you do it? My recommendation is to not buy everything secondhand or pre-loved, rather. Mm-hmm. Unless you you know the style you're going for. So when we say go with intention, have the vision of what you want this space to look like in your mind. Yeah. So, for example, you bought a really nice sofa mm -hmm. and then you had it recovered, right? Mm -hmm. You had it reupholstered. Mm -hmm. Sofas, buying those from, you know, stores like, Restore and certain antique stores. That's really important because those are going to be eight-way hand tied. Sometimes, you know, you got to look at the you got to look at the tags. You got to also remember a lot of these places are not going to take the cheap stuff. They're going to take really good pieces. If you're going to like a liquidation outlet or something like that, the best thing to do is to know the style you're looking for. So I don't ever go to those places with intention i well that's not true i go there knowing and believing i'm gonna find something fantastic because i'm always like really disappointed when i come out of there and i didn't find something fantastic but i don't want people to get locked into a style i would much rather them get locked into a color so for instance if you know you're looking for a leather sofa in black or if you know that you're looking for an acru or a natural color linen type sofa. It's really hard to change a leather into a fabric or a fabric into a leather. I think style is very important. And I was, I was shopping style. But everybody doesn't know style. You know what I mean? They don't know that, you know, English roll arms. They don't know, you know, what's the other one? you know, a Chippendale nightstand or end table. If you don't know 
what you're looking for. Do you think that going in with a style preference is the best way to go as opposed to a color? When I say style, okay, some people know specifically what they like. Like I had a client today that told me specifically she's into mid-century modern, right? So if you know that you're into a particular style and you're trying to create a particular look that you have in your mind, then it is worth doing some research. So that way, when you go to the to these stores, you know what you're looking at and you right. know what's going to fit that style that you're looking to achieve. You know, some people really, really, really are like, I have this vision in my mind and I want everything black and white and I want a black sofa that looks like this, but they don't know what it is, you know? It might be a good idea for you to either get a furniture book so that you know some people say they want mid-century modern, but they end up picking up a Bauhaus piece, you know, and they don't really know the difference. And then when the look doesn't come out the way they want, they're just like, you know. So it might be important for that purpose if you know specifically the style you want. But if you're not sure and you know you need a sofa, yes, I recommend going And looking for something that you fall in love with. Because, you know, a lot of the pre-owned and not pre-owned, that's for a car. A lot of the pre-loved items that are out there that were made back in the day, they have a lot of style, right? But you may not like the fabrics that's on them. You may want to recover it. You know, a lot of times you may have to reupholster it. So sometimes color doesn't come into play. Especially when it's a sofa because, you know, because of germs and stuff like that. I think Mm -hmm. you may want to recover it. Maybe you might even want new cushions. Well, I've had stuff that was just extremely lovely. I didn't like the upholstery, so I would have it reupholstered. But you can have it shampooed, you know. You can have them come in and disinfect it. Definitely recommend it getting professionally cleaned for the first time. And then the second time that you want to clean it and it's been yours for a while, then you could definitely use like your Bissell or something like that. Exactly. That cleans upholstery. Yep. Or sometimes it's nice just to add a random piece, you know, but maybe you don't want everything to be random. And it's also nice when you find pre-loved accessories from another time period. Sometimes it'll work with your look. You'll be surprised. I agree. So because we are designers, I'm going to have a plan already. I already know what kind of sofa. I already know the look. So call someone, you know, I'd need them to sit down and do basically what I do. (laughs) You know, basically map it out. You know, I knew kind of bet I wanted before I looked for it. So before we started, before you first started saying like, what kind of advice would you give someone? I think I would just start with looking in magazines. You could always... It feels like cheating, but it's not. You can create from a magazine photograph. And if you have that, then you can go on a mission to find a style. Because I know what lines I'm looking for. You know what shape and form and lines you're looking for. I'm trying to teach or show the home decorator that they can do the same thing. They can go and they can look for the same shape. And then they can have it reupholstered. Shape is important, 
size is important. You need to know what size that piece is. You need to know where it's going so that you can measure the space that it's going to be put in. Like there's so many factors to that type of thing, but I don't want to discourage anyone from going out and looking because I have three pieces in my house right now that were not purchased in your, you know, standard high-end and they're all high-end pieces. One's a Bernhard. One is a, I think it's Lee Industries. It's handmade, but I don't remember what the other one is, but just gorgeous, really well-constructed sofas. Yeah, you know what else? I had a friend, she was actually gifted some antique pieces or pre-loved, I should say, really nice case goods and some mirrors. And at first she didn't know, you know, what to do with them. She just had them in her house. It was kind of like random. And, you know, lucky for her, she has me. So I actually reset her living room with these pieces and the mirrors and everything and gave it a totally different look. Well, sometimes it's just a matter of placement, too, knowing how to place these things once you get them. But I think case goods are really cool because you could find some nice desks, right? You could use them as vanities. If you need storage and you live in a small place, a lot of times you can find these really nice case goods that you can use to store different things. You put them in your bathroom sometimes, depending on how your house is set up. I mean, I have like a lot of ideas. I'd have to see the person's place and then I can give them like the best Mm -hmm. recommendation. But I think those are some of the things to think about. I agree. I definitely like case good idea in bathrooms. Love that. Very helpful. Yeah. I think case goods probably like one of your best bets because you can't find case goods like that anymore. It's hard. Yeah. You can find really solid, good wood, and then you can change the finish on it if you must. But yeah. Yeah. A lot of times the color is just perfect. Those are some of the good ideas. You don't have to use them for what they're intended for. You can use them for what you need them for. That's right. So, yeah. You tell the furniture what it's going to be, not with the furniture telling you what it's going to be. Yeah. All right. So thanks so much, guys, for joining us for another episode of Tea Over Interiors. We're going to see you all next week. Love you so much. Ciao. Oh, and also, is it this week? Yes. So it's Thursday that this comes out, but got to give Alicia a shout out for her birthday, which happened on Wednesday. In line with Bud Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday to yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> okay, D. Right, guys. Guys, we love you. Thanks so much. Yes, Aaron is caring. Make sure to share this episode and don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcast. Have a good one, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.